Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Amy and Scott Fandel and Jennifer Kessie. the information for this report was collected from the Charlie Project. Margaret and her two children, Scott, 13, and Amy, 8, spent the evening on September 4, 1978, eating supper at Good Time Charlie's in Sterling, Alaska. The kids played video games while their mom visited with her sister, Kathy Schoenfelder, until about 10 p.m. Then Margaret and Kathy brought the kids back to their cabin and returned to the bar by themselves. Sterling has a population of 5,600 and is located on the western side of the Kenai Peninsula. It is bordered on the west by, a village, by the village of Ridgeway and on the southwest by Soldatna. The Alaska Route 1 highway runs through the center of Sterling. After Scott and Amy were dropped off, they went to visit their next-door neighbors, Bill and Nancy Loopton. They went to school with the five Loopton children. After a short while, they were sent home. A neighbor passing by at 11.45 saw the lights on in the Fandel cabin. The Fandel cabin had two bedrooms and was located in a rural and heavily wooded area off of Scout Lake Road. The cabin was a half a mile off of Sterling Highway. It was barely visible from the road and there was one bright light in front of the cabin. It was reported that the front door did not lock. So when I think of a cabin, I think of somewhere that you go like on vacation. Mm-hmm. Was this a vacation cabin or was this their actual house cabin? This was their actual house cabin. Oh, okay. okay. And it just, um, the mom had said, you know, I want you to go to bed early and, uh, and lock the door. And sure. the son laughed at that because the door didn't lock. Sure. And this is 1978 and it's, things were sure different in yeah, 1978. Margaret and Cindy returned home between 2 and 3 a.m. They found that the lights in the cabin were turned off. This was unusual because the kids were afraid of the dark and usually left all the lights on. They found a pot of water boiling on the stove and a package of macaroni and a can of tomatoes on the kitchen counter. It appears that the kids were interrupted while making a late-night snack. Margaret assumed that the kids were sleeping over at the Looptons, and she and Kathy went to bed. Margaret went to work as a waitress at 8.30 a.m. the next morning, and Kathy slept till noon. She assumed that the kids had gone to school. Margaret tried to call Amy at the school and became concerned when she was told that the kids had not shown up for school that day, but her boss would not leave her, let her leave her job. That evening, the Loopton kids stopped by to check on Scott and Amy since they had not been in school. It was then that Kathy found out that the children had not stayed at the Looptons the night before and had not been seen all day. She called Margaret, who then called law enforcement. Scott and Amy Fandel were never seen again. There were bullet casings that were found outside of the cabin, but it's unclear if they were involved in the disappearance of the Fandel children. During this time, it was the height of the oil boom and construction of the Alaska pipeline. Margaret moved back to Illinois after the children disappeared. Scott's biological father lived in Illinois. Amy's father, Roger Fandel, left the family in January 1978, 
nine months before they disappeared. They had gone through a bitter divorce. He flew to Alaska to assist in the search for the missing children. At one time, he was considered a suspect in their disappearance. Scott Curtis Vandell is remembered as smart and Amy's faithful protector. He is a Caucasian male who was 13 when he went missing. He would be 55 years old today. At the time, he stood 4 foot 11 and weighed 74 pounds. He was wearing a striped t-shirt and jeans. He has brown hair and brown eyes. Amy Lee Fandel is remembered as sweet and beautiful. She is a Caucasian female who was eight when she went missing. She would be 50 years old today. At the time, she stood four foot tall and weighed 52 pounds. She was last seen wearing a red and blue vest and striped jeans. If you have any information about Scott or Amy Fandel, contact the Alaska State Troopers at 907-262-4453. I wasn't alive in the 70s, but I feel like this was kind of common to leave, you know, the older children home with the younger children to watch them. Um, and at that time, I feel like 13 was fairly old and responsible for the right. time. And he was, um, Scott was considered, he was considered mature for his age, and he was very responsible. Yeah. But what upsets me, and so I, I am a child that, was, that grew up in the 80s or in the 70s, uh, and the 80s, <laughs> 90s and 20s. But, um, so this wasn't uncommon. Yeah. Um, it was, I think that probably as a result, kids were a little bit more responsible um, because they had to be. Right. But these two children were scared of the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that upsets me. That they were left alone. That they were left alone. Yeah. And, um... I remember, I remember, I would be between those two, Scott and Amy, in age, and I remember being afraid. I was the oldest, but I remember being afraid, being left alone or being responsible for my siblings, and um, being afraid myself. Yeah. If I would have been there by myself, I would have been afraid. Right. I had to pretend that I wasn't afraid, mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know, make make a brave front. Um, but the fact that those kids were, they were scared of the dark right. and, and then they were left alone so late on a school night. It's just, it's upsetting to me. Yeah, it is. And it was common. I would say it was, I mean, maybe not to this extreme, but it was, it was pretty common. Right. Uh, her and her husband had just divorced and so she was trying to make do, make her way as a waitress, which meant long hours, and um, she thought the kids, you know, stayed overnight at the Loopton family. And in fact, that's why she was calling Amy, was to just kind of chew her out for not checking in before she went to school. Sure. And Scott's father lived in Illinois the, the whole time? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. There's, there is, um, there are some rumors uh, some that Scott was killed that night, um, and Amy was taken to be raised by her father's side of the family. Hmm. 
and there's a lot of conjecture and speculation um, by certain people looking, you know, looking here and looking there and trying to make connections that may or may not be there. But. Sure. Well, and if, if the oil boom was happening at that time, there would have been a lot of people passing through that area if that major highway went through that that town. Well, there would have been a lot of people. There would have been a lot of people around. It yeah. would have been a booming time for that right. little, for Alaska. Um, and uh, lots of people that weren't always that, you know, even if they weren't working in the oil field, that were needed to accommodate all those working in the oil field. Right. So there would have been a lot of people around and in the area. And I think that we've already done a story about somebody on the Sterling Highway on the Kenai Peninsula um, that went missing. So, um, you know, opportun opportunity. Right. An opportunity. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Kessie is described by her family as a strong, fun-loving, career-minded, and responsible woman. She graduated from the University of Central Florida in 2003 with her degree in finance, and she was a member of the Alpha Delta Pi sorority while she was a student. In 2006, she was 24 years old, living in Orlando, Florida, and working as a financial analyst at Central Florida Investments. On Monday, January 23rd, she drove to work from her boyfriend's home in South Florida after spending a long weekend with him and friends in St. Croix. She got off work around 6 p.m. and went home to her apartment at Mosaic Millennia Condominiums. The condominium was under construction at the time, and there were few other people living there. This was something that made Jennifer uncomfortable. She spoke to her parents and brother that night, and then to her boyfriend around 10 p.m. The next morning, when her boyfriend called her work, he was told that she hadn't arrived yet. At 11 a.m., when she failed to show up, her employer called her parents. When her family couldn't get a hold of her, they drove to her apartment. Everything seemed in place when they arrived. There was water in the shower and clothes laid out on the bed like she was picking out an outfit, which suggested that she got ready for work that morning. Her purse, cell phone, and black four-door Chevy Malibu were missing. Police were notified, and the search for Jennifer began, but the condo was never processed as a crime scene. Three days after she disappeared, her car was found in the parking lot of the Huntington-on-the-Green apartment complex, less than a mile from her apartment. Residents at the Huntington-on-the-Green said that the car had been there for several days. Bloodhounds tracked Jennifer's scent from the vehicle back to her own residence. There was no sign that a struggle had taken place in or around the car, and nothing was stolen from the vehicle. There was also no DNA found in the car. Investigators searched storage closets in the three-story building where she lived and the trees and brush at the back of the property, and also the property where the car was found. Crime scene techs even picked through nearby trash containers, but nothing was found. Authorities started reviewing surveillance videos in the area where the car was found. An unidentified person, approximately 5'3 to 5'5, was seen parking Jennifer's car, getting out, and then walking away. This person was wearing clothes similar to what a painter or manual worker would wear. Investigators were unable to tell if the person was male or female. They went so far as to have NASA enhance the video footage to try to make out what the person looked like, but because the person was walking past a fence gate when the camera picked it up, each frame that would have had the person's face in it, um, their face was covered by a fence post. Journalists who covered the story called this person, quote, the luckiest person of interest ever, unquote, 
because of the obscured footage. Prior to her disappearance, Jennifer had expressed concern about the safety of the condos where she lived. She had only been there a few months, and on several occasions, the laborers working construction on the site had been catcalling and harassing her. She had said that she was frightened of them. Investigators haven't been able to prove that any of them were involved in her disappearance. Her and her boyfriend had a good relationship, and he is not considered a suspect in her disappearance. They learned that an older work colleague had tried unsuccessfully to pursue a relationship with Jennifer, but he was also ruled out as a suspect. Over the years, there have been searches and rewards offered, but nothing has turned up, and Jennifer is still missing. Her credit card hasn't been used, and her cell phone was never turned back on. It's extremely uncharacteristic of her to not be in contact with her family. In May 2008, the Florida House of Representatives unanimously passed Senate Bill 502, the Jennifer Kessie and Tiffany Sessions Missing Persons Act, to reform how missing person cases are handled in Florida. Tiffany Sessions was 20 years old when she went missing from Tampa, Florida in 1989. Jennifer Kessie was 24 years old when she was last seen in Orlando, Florida in 2006. She would be 39 years old this year. She is described as Caucasian, 5'8", and 125 pounds. She has blonde hair and green eyes. She wears contact lenses and her eyebrows are dark colored. She has skin tags on the outside of her left hand, a birthmark on the middle finger of her left hand, a non-raised faded strawberry birthmark on her ribs, a cleft in her chin, a quarter-sized tattoo of a shamrock on the left side of her buttock, and surgical scars on the inside of her elbow. Her nickname is Jen. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Jennifer Kessie, please call the Orlando Police Department at 321-235-5300. So the, the, her condo was never searched. It was never processed as a crime scene. Why? I don't know. This was 2006. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and maybe it was because, and this isn't even making excuses, but maybe it was because there wasn't any sign of, you know, forced entry or anything like that. Maybe that's How would they know if they didn't didn't process it? That's just it. And it, it's interesting because there were these construction workers on site. And if you think of a construction worker, maybe a painter, you'd wear, you know, a full painter's garb. And from the video that I saw, the surveillance video, that's what it looks like this person's wearing. Um, you know, like those white zip-up yep. um, kind of jumpsuit type things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't see this person's face because every, the way that the camera, the every three seconds or whatever, it, it picked up the person. Every single time it picks up the person their face is covered by a fence post. And so you It can't. is distinct that that person was five foot three, five foot five. Right. Um, but I, and I would say that it wouldn't be uncommon for somebody to be wearing, you know, um, a, uh, a white outfit like that if they were sheetrocking or if they were doing anything um, that, like that uh, to protect their clothes. That wouldn't be uncommon. Right. And, um, but she talks about being, she talks about being, uh, receiving cat calls and, and, and harassment and, um, not a lot of people being around. Right. And I know that there's men and women that will say that cat calling or flirting with strangers from a distance 
in my opinion, yelling at a female yeah. uh, from a distance is isn't isn't harassment. It's 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 flirtatious. It's complimentary, and I would argue that if you've if it's ever happened to you, which I think it has happened to most women, mm-hmm. especially if you've lived any place other than you know like our small town, yeah. um, it sure doesn't feel complimentary. It's gross. It's it's if if somebody was really interested in you as a person and interested in getting to know you, they wouldn't yell at you from. Uh, scaffolding, or yeah. they wouldn't. That it is, it's machismo. It's, it's not flirtation. No. It's. It's harassment. It's harassment. Yeah. It's harassment. It's not. Yeah. Um. There's, and I think that there's, there's some people who just, you know, no big deal, no big deal. But it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It made her feel uncomfortable, and who knows. Um. It really is a form of power and control. Yeah. Cause it's very unlikely that she would have yelled back at them, that she would have harassed them back or Or even said anything. Or said anything yeah. or acknowledged them in any way. Yeah. Or got them in trouble or anything like that. So she just she just gets their projections. Yeah. That their words just thrown at her and um and I think it would feel more uncomfortable too because they would now know where you live. They not only know where you live, yeah. but they have access to the buildings. They have yeah. access to things that that maybe others don't have access to. Yeah, because that would feel icky in the first place mm-hmm. and harass and, and harassing. But then, outside your home, where they you know they but, know where you're at. And, well, and 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 you know, can they see in their windows? Do they have keys to the building? Do they you know all those things? And I, I think that you know a, a way to if somebody really felt like catcalling isn't a, isn't a form of harassment. They really should watch, was it 10 hours in New York? Yep. And it's just a, a video, basically, of a woman in a black T-shirt and a pair of pants walking for 10 hours in New York. And the kind of harassment that she receives, she doesn't interact, she doesn't say anything. Uh, she's, I think she may be spoken to a couple of times, but... Um, nothing about her behavior asked for any of that mm. treatment. And it's so disturbing. It is so disturbing. Yeah. Um, that I think that if those that have cat called watched it and had women in their life, children, um, sisters, mothers, uh, daughters, they'd never do it again. Yeah. Because it is very upsetting. There's a couple of times and a couple of places where it felt very dangerous. Yeah. She's she's with somebody is recording her on camera, and somebody's with her. So she um, she I mean she was as safe as she could be, but it's upsetting. It's yeah. very upsetting, and so I think that her feelings about this are are legitimate. Yeah. And it's upsetting because it was only 2006. I know it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com.
So my uh, weekly distraction is uh, basically uh, from the mouths of babes. Okay. Um, I am taking a cue from you, and and but these are so funny <laughs> that I just I want to make T-shirts out of them. <laughs> this is from Henry. He was two years old. He says, "Don't wipe my tears away. I want to feel them on my face." Oh goodness. Gideon seven said. Sometimes when my feelings are big, I like to sing them. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Well, sometimes when my feelings are big, I like to sing them. <laughs> that is, I do too. Yeah, it would be helpful, I think. I, I like. think it would be helpful. Yeah. Maybe not for others, but for you personally, it would be. Kira Seven said, I'll just take a nap. That's how you solve that. It is. She is the smartest seven-year-old ever. It is how you solve it. It's how you solve everything. Yeah. A broken heart. Yeah. Hunger. Sadness. Right. Happiness. I feel like cake would work too. But or cake. Eat the cake and then take a nap. Or take a nap and then eat the cake. I mean, I think that right. you could really do it either way. <laughs> right. But but both. But both. That would be that would <laughs> This is from Jameson. He's two years old. And he said, I'm too sad for pants. Oh. I I really I understand these are smart kids and they're not they have tapped into something that we all need to be paying more attention yes. to. This is a six year old and he says, Sometimes I fall down on purpose so that I can take a break. Yep. Yep. I understand I I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Four year old said, This is an F word day. Oh. Well, you know what? Some days are. They are. Some, some weeks are. Uh, uh, and apparently, some <laughs> pandemics are. Yes. <laughs> A little four-year-old said, I'm hugging you with my mind. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't. Nope. It can be done. It's not invasive. Far. Nope. Yeah. This little six-year-old said... I made a card for myself because I'm the best. <laughs> that's that's a good outlook. That is, a, and I am the best. Yeah, and I deserve a card. Yeah, I I, I think that <laughs> kid is going places. Another little anonymous six year old, maybe the same one. Oh, said. I have, <laughs> I have a lot to say. Maybe you should get some popcorn. <laughs> This is going to take a while. You're going to want to get a snack. You're going to want a snack <laughs> and maybe go to the bathroom because Lex, who's five years old, said, but how am I supposed to know if I'm bored or hungry? They feel the same. They do. They absolutely do. They do feel the same. I, I never really realized that until Lex made it clear for me. They do feel the same. That they feel exactly, exactly the same. Finn, age four, said, my brain doesn't feel like thinking today. Hmm. Yeah. I have those days. Most Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Most of the day on Mondays. <laughs> this little nine-year-old said, I didn't mean to do that face out loud. <laughs> it slipped. I meant it. I have those moments, too. I just didn't mean to do it out loud. Right. Yeah. I didn't mean for you to see it. I didn't mean for you to yeah. see it. I don't care, and I'm not getting any more cares today. <laughs> said I'm a little seven-year-old. <laughs> I don't care, and I'm not getting any more cares today. You know, 
<laughs> I hear you. And this is little Jasper. This is the last one, but it's the best one. <laughs> Jasper's three. I don't want to do yoga. I just want to eat my pizza in my room and cry. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what happened to that child? I know. To have I don't that kind do of yoga either. I don't want to do yoga. Yeah. I want to eat pizza in my room and cry. <laughs> That's a tough day for a three-year-old. It is tough. It is. I mean, I have felt the same way many, many a time. But uh, yoga. Well, I mean, if you have the choices, yoga, eating pizza in your room, and crying. Yeah. Some days, Some there's days. just, there's really no choice. Right. And Jasper has it right. <laughs> Those so. are good. Those are good. <laughs> my, my distraction are funny, strange, funny slash strange national holidays. Funny slash strange. Right. Some okay. are funny, some are strange. Okay. Yeah. January 14th is National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day. I, I, I guess. You no, know, I it don't. makes January more interesting. I guess. I guess so. February 23rd is National Dog Biscuit Day. Who? What? I think, I mean, if we're being real, every day is National Dog Biscuit Day. Every day. And every we don't day. need to save it for one time no. in February. Right. You just... You don't need all those dog biscuits for yourself. Right. March 3rd is National If Pets Had Thumbs Day. What? If pets had thumbs. What? What? They how would take over the world if they had what, thumbs. How do you celebrate that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. April 11th is National 8-Track Tape Day. I well, feel like I we don't, don't need a day. I don't think we do. For that. I I was there. It ran its course. It ran its course. Wasn't <laughs> it great? Wasn't that great? Mm. And you know they don't make modern music on eight track. Right. It's all. I don't know, but I think it may all be country and western. It probably was. Yeah. It probably was. May is National Egg Month. Well, I mean, I like myself an egg now and then. I mean, I guess maybe, I mean, we all, I mean, many of us came from eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking that we should celebrate them. I suppose. I'm, I'm <laughs> You're thinking I suppose. The, I you're suppose. thinking the, 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 the chicken association. Oh, right, right. And I'm thinking zygote, zygotes. <laughs> I'm thinking of the birth of, of all. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Oh, you weren't thinking of humans. <laughs> no. <laughs> and this maybe this wasn't specific enough. I mean, it wasn't specific. It's really Chicken open. Egg. Right, it's really open to interpretation. It, it, I mean, I think that I think that you have to celebrate all eggs in their entirety. They're all created equal. They're all created round and right. equal. May 26th. You don't eat them all in a sandwich, though. <laughs> you don't. You do you not. Don't, don't want to do nope. that. Don't, don't do that. Nope. May 26th is National Paper Airplane Day. I mean, no. No. June 22nd is National Take Your Cat to Work Day. Why? Can you imagine Can that day? Can you imagine? That would be chaos. Well, it would be a... It would be... First of all, cats don't do any work. 
No. You dogs can do work. Dogs do work. Um, they 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 rescue, search and rescue. They can haul stuff. They can get stuff. They can find stuff. Cats don't do crap. They just knock stuff off. They knock stuff off the counter. Yeah. Um. They poop in a box, and they may or may not cover it up. I right. mean, that's the extent of their work. And I, I feel like cats don't need a reason to all get together to take over the world. No. They're already plotting in their own homes. No, and they you don't just need, need one cat, mm-hmm. and that's enough. Yep. They will try to kill you, <laughs> and <laughs> they will. They will try to trick you. That's what the weaving is. It is. Because they want, they want all the eggs for themselves. <laughs> right. If, they right. Could, if you could open the refrigerator and leave it there. Right, right. July 14th is National Cow Appreciation Day. Not, I mean, I like cows. I do too. Cows are nice. Yeah. I also like hamburger. Right. So, would you hug a cow? Would you hug a pound of hamburger? (laughs) I don't know what, I'm not really sure what to do with that. Well, I think you just appreciate the cow. In general. In general. In general. As hamburger, as a cow, as a cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not Because, really I sure. mean, I, 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 here in northern Minnesota, it would not be so easy to find a cow to appreciate. Right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. But you could, you could make steak on the grill. You could. You could. A different form of appreciation, maybe, than what is expected. Uh, maybe different, yeah. But, but still appreciating it. It's giving still, you food. And, and I'm appreciating it. Right. <clears throat> as long as you cook it just short of burnt. Oh, right. All the way through. Well, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no color. No. 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 And that'll be fine. Yep. August 8th is National Sneak Some Zucchini Onto Your Neighbor's Porch Day. What? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Sneak some zucchini onto your neighbor's porch day. That is made up. I... Some crazy person. <laughs> S- sneak. I mean. It's somebody who was looking for some zucchini and they were like, I'm going to make up a national holiday so that people need to get me zucchini. Or they had a plethora of zucchini. Maybe. And were sick to death of that vegetable and said, I'm going to, I'm going to harass my neighbor <laughs> by leaving a zucchini on their porch. Maybe. That very well could have happened. I mean, I wish somebody would do that for me. I mean, I'd be fine with it. Because I, I happen to oh, be Oh, it's already past August 8th. We missed it. Well, actually, it's August... It's uh, September 28th. <laughs> and September you can leave it at my house. <laughs> I didn't grow any. I didn't grow I'm any. I'm still trying. And it's not working. Zucchini? Yeah. It might be a little late. It probably is. Since it's September-ish. Yeah. It's not, it's not working. But this is coming up. We haven't missed this yet. September 13th is National Blame Someone Else Day. Oh, that's every day. <laughs> that is every day. It's, it's not specifically Blame Your Coworker Day? No, just, just someone else. Sure. It could be anybody, though. Sure. It doesn't specify. October 5th is National Get Funky Day. Does that mean you don't shower or um i was thinking like the dance like get funky but again open to interpretation well i think that's a much better idea yeah. and but staying alive you know oh, getting funky sure. i'm not really sure cuz i have never gotten funky so i don't know <laughs> what <laughs> i don't really know if it means not 
shower well, to put I on was deodorant. raised in Funkadelphia, <laughs> so I have been funky all my life. And I just, yeah. I, I didn't know I was supposed to ever stop. Well, yeah, I, I didn't. I've just been Well, funky. October 5th is your day. It's my day. And good thing they have one for me. Uh, November 30th is National Mason Jar Day. That, what? That is not right. That is not the right time of the year. It's not. It's not the right, uh, that's wrong. I mean, August. Yeah, it feels too late. September. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, even, I mean, I would say Labor Day-ish would be a much better time. I mean, be. a pro- proper time. You, yeah. you, I'm not appreciating mason jars no. at that time of the you're year. You're done canning. No, you're no. done. I mean, you're eating them, but you're yeah. not. Last couple here. Uh, December 12th is National Dingaling Day. I'm not uh, really sure what a dingaling is. I've but I thought I've related it was to inter- a few. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But I don't know. I don't actually know. Now, is a dingaling, is that like a uh, a food? Like a, like, is that like a ho-ho? Oh, I think a ding dong. Ding-dong. Yeah. Ding-dong. Yeah. Well, they should have a ding-dong day. Oh, they should. I mean... Every day should ding be. Ding dong day. That is ding fun to day. say. It is. It um, is. But I'm not sure what a dingling is. I don't really I mean, know either. I've known some, and I've... Yeah. But I don't know... I don't know what the official... Right, yeah. right. December 18th is Answer the Phone Like Buddy the Elf Day. Which is the best day, I feel like. How... how What's your favorite color? Is that how you answer the <laughs> Something, phone? yes. Yes. Yeah, really something enthusiastic like that. And, right. and um Yeah, not saying hello, just straight to a straight question. Straight to the point. Yep. Yep. With with loud and, and enthusiastic. Yeah. I can just tell you that I start watching Buddy the Elf after Thanksgiving. And um there have been many, many times in which um the Buddy the Elf C D <laughs> that I have has remained in the CD player from one Christmas to the next. No. Yes. <laughs> do you watch it other times? No. I, or do you I, just... David will not, my husband will not let me. Yeah. Because I will play it on repeat when I'm baking. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to do a lot of, of, of uh, baking for my coworkers. But since I started working with you guys, I quit. <laughs> Which... <laughs> They have nothing to do with each other. But now that we know. <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe it wasn't that good anyway. And so I don't think you're really missing out. But I would, I would for several days straight, would watch, would basically yeah. listen to Buddy the Elf, to the Elf movie on repeat for several days in a row. It's for just several such years a in good row. one. But it's so good. It but is. it does have music that I, David gets a little hostile yeah. after... <laughs> After a couple of rounds of it. And so I can't play it before Thanksgiving. And I have to stop at Christmas. Sure. I cannot play play it any other time of the year. Sure. He bought me the the CD, and so now I have to follow his rules, apparently, which is not right. It's not. But but that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So answer the phone like Buddy the Elf would. Mm -hmm. 